Welcome to See Me After Class. This is a podcast by two New Zealand secondary school teachers based in the Southern Alps of New Zealand. We operate out of classrooms that look out over the most stunning mountain ranges in the bottom of the South Island. And it's my pleasure to introduce Renee Plunkett, who is a fourth year English teacher. And sitting here with me is Chris War, a teacher with 17 years under his belt from both overseas and here in New Zealand. And Renee, apart from being a teacher, is also an avid gardener. And Chris also enjoys triathlon. This podcast is about the day-to-day realities and joys and sometimes horrors of our teaching experience in the classroom. So we invite you to listen in and we invite you to give us feedback on what you hear. This is... See me after class. Hi, this is Chris's phone. You can try and leave a message. Hi Chris, I'm sorry I'm not able to have our Saturday morning phone call this morning. I'm going to make the most of the long weekend and I'm heading up to Christchurch to catch up with my family and a couple of my friends. So usually when we have that conversation I'll actually be on a plane. Um, I thought as I sit here waiting for my flight I'd just debrief the week with you. So in my mind you are responding to the things I'm saying which makes for kind of a nice change because you can say exactly what I want you to say inside of my own head. Uh, I guess the first thing I want to comment on for the week, uh, and I promise that this will be brief, <laughs> um, was something that has brought me a wee bit of joy and pride this term. Um, an additional role that I have at the school, uh, for some of you who may not know, is a teacher that facilitates the service committee, which is one of the student leadership committees in the school. Um, and one of the things that I've been trying to do with these students that are on this committee is get them to take the lead on a different project so that they all get the chance to run something to be the person to go to for that particular event or thing. Uh, recently one of the students on the committee has been organising the Leavers hoodies which are the garments that our year 13 cohort can purchase and wear as a signal that they're in their final year of school and um, this this student has had a lot of room to figure out uh, what works and what doesn't when you arrange something of this uh, this uh, sort of thing. Um, and she's absolutely risen to the task so wonderfully. She's taken on every aspect of the entire uh, process. She's consulted with her peers. She's communicated with suppliers. She's liaised with the ladies in the school office about the finances side of things. And finally, she's organised the entire distribution um, for these garments. And so I've really just turned up. Um, and she's told me what to do, which has been fantastic. It makes me reflect on how students really do when we give them the opportunity, the resources, the support, um, they step up. And this entire process from my end of things has been so seamless, which just tells me that the student has put in not just hard but really effective efforts um, with this work. Uh, this week also marks the final hand-in date for my Level 2 essays, which now means all five of my classes have finished an essay this term. Uh, many of us knows how this marking load feels, and speaking with the math department this week, it sounds like some of their marking load is very similar at the moment with many of their cl- uh, senior classes completing assessment. Um, I've got some essays tucked into my carry-on, and I thought I might dig them out on the flight and begin chipping away at them. 
it is a huge marking load. As a teacher, I know it's something that just goes with the territory. It's part of the job. I always find that starting is a little bit tricky, um, and I tend to procrastinate at the beginning. But once I do start, I do really enjoy seeing what they come up with. And then there's always that sense of satisfaction once you've completed an entire class and you can give them back and have those conversations about where to next with them. Other than this, it's been a rather interrupted week. Obviously on Wednesday, um, we were on strike, both both you and I were on strike for better working conditions, um, although I had to actively check the urge to open my emails or to begin writing my reports. I did make sure I spent the day on non-school related activities. Um, we had a small march here in the township which I attended and I posted some messages to my social media accounts uh, and I know, Chris, that you did some online activism that day too. Then obviously Friday we had the Central Otago Schools Conference and Though I didn't take much, if anything, away from the morning sessions, I really enjoyed presenting with you on the project. And I also found that the session in the afternoon with um, our learning area, the ladies from, um, and the, the sessions that you and the ladies from Wakatipu ran, um, I found them to be really stimulating. And so that pretty much, pretty much brings me full circle. Um, I hope that you can enjoy some of the long weekend, wherever you're listening from. It might not be a long weekend for you if you're not in New Zealand, but for New Zealanders, it is Queen's birthday that weekend this weekend. Um, but Chris, I'll see you on Tuesday. Have an enjoyable uh, three days. Bye. Well, those three days did swing around very quickly. And in fact, if you have been an avid listener to the podcast, then you'll realise that this episode is late because... Uh, despite good intentions, I did end up having a weekend and not doing this. So here we are, back at school. We're going to publish this sort of backdated. And yeah. um, I, I thought we should pick up on some of the things that you said uh, while you were waiting for your flight on um, Friday evening. And so the the things that I was interested in actually going back to was the uh, conference that we mm, were in last absolutely. Friday. And in particular, actually, the fact that we did have a fairly indifferent keynote first session. We had a quite a high-profile man. I've forgotten his name, though. Nigel Latter. Nigel came Latter. To visit us. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and apparently he has a lot of television programs and has a lot of kind of. He's well known. He is in the worlds of social science. I understand. Yes, and, and psychology, and, and right. he he has he's 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 um, been a part of many productions on New Zealand television. And I mean, I can say his name to my parents, and they know exactly who I'm talking about. So he's kind of that uh, TVNZ. Um, broadcasting production area mm. that's where he has been known from I right. guess well I certainly knew that because that was the main content of the presentation wasn't it it was wasn't all it just? about him and I, I I found it pointless what I said to you as we were walking in is because I didn't mm, know who I like it was, was, was simply, oh, this will be worthwhile as long as it helps me in some way to improve my practice as a teacher. And yes. I didn't really care how that might come about, but I found nothing of value, <laughs> to be honest. Well, I, yeah, no, I, ha- I actually, I have to agree with you on this. I, I sat there and I, as I was listening, I thought to myself, this is just a series of stories mm. about this guy and some of the things he's been a part of. And the one that really sticks in my mind is the Antarctica trip. Yeah, well, it, did seem, it did seem by the time he'd finished his anecdote there that the whole purpose of his Antarctica program was just to get himself to, to Antarctica. Antarctica. I agree. Which, you know, fair enough. That's fine. I just didn't care. No, it didn't really do anything to um, enlighten my understanding of 
you know, teaching or my profession or give anything to me really that I felt like I could use moving no. forward. No, if there was anything about education, it was largely some kind of oh. admonition that we don't prepare students in the education the, system well enough for the real, real world. world. <laughs> We're putting in air quotes as we speak. Yeah. But one of the things that I spoke to as I, with my family when I was away over the weekend was this idea that he put forth to us that you know reading writing and mathematics is out and critical thinking communication and collaboration and collaboration and creativity is in and I thought to myself and I think you said this to me during the presentation well how can you have the second without the first yeah I think that that's the thing and and I think something that people don't who aren't in education possibly don't understand is that they are wanting those higher order outcomes, but in order to build towards those yeah, higher order the basic outcomes, functions first. you've got to be able to speak and read and write and add and think logically. Absolutely. And then you can do the things like complex communication and, and all of the other things. Another thing that I find a bit objectionable is when we hear, hear and I do, it happens far too often in my mind, people telling educators about how bad the system is based on a, what they apparently experienced at school which is always characterized as terrible and traditional and not future focused and invariably these are highly successful people talking to us mm. about how their education was, was not horrid. helpful to them yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like how did you get where you are today Sorry. there's something wrong with this picture <laughs> and it actually reminds me of the placard i liked the most of all of the ones uh, that people were, were waving on the strike day which said can you read this and oh. then it said in brackets Thank you're welcome, you're welcome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think, I've seen yeah, that one yeah. a few times I think it was a bit of a popular choice yeah. um, for some of the rallies it and is, I know it's mildly sarcastic but it, it, it kind of makes the it's point it's the point yeah. it is the point absolutely um how did you feel about the rest of the conference day? Oh, I enjoyed working. I always enjoy working with you, Renee. And it was really nice, though, to have an opportunity to share what we're doing with a wider group and Absolutely. to hear, hear their feedback. I was particularly excited to note that some teachers from other schools had taken a look at what we were yes. doing and were really interested in it. So that was that was really positive. Yes. I felt we had a really friendly group. And we I'm did. always inviting criticism. But it's hard to get it, isn't it? People are people yes. are almost too kind. They're always looking for the good, I guess. Yeah. And, and when they come to, uh, I guess, the mindset of many uh, teachers when they come to um, a seminar is to be impressed or to be inspired. They mm. want that. They want to feed off that. And so, yeah. you know, we had, we did have a wonderful group. There were some good questions. There were some good, good yeah. moments there. Reminds um, me of something that I often do that I, I forgot to do, but we must do next time. And that is I often elect somebody or two people to be devil's advocates. Yes. And and say your job in this session is to try and find the holes in what we're yes. saying to, to take that position we've done that together before in Waitangi when we presented That's right. for the first time yeah of course yeah. And, I, and, and I enjoyed that me too I think it allows for people to feel they have the license to be critical yes. without feeling as if they're undermining the present presenter I also might, I feel like it makes the presentation feel more whole or mm. that it has more dimensions mm. rather than just the positives yep exactly and I'd, I'd rather those things were voiced than Definitely. just kept helps you think it does yeah yeah and I don't think every, I mean obviously what we're doing is not fully formed so any input we can get fantastic it's positive for us Absolutely. we also structured it in a way that I thought was quite interesting where we set up the criteria for our performance with the group before we started we and, um, and 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 framed it in the way we frame these badges and then 
tried to establish at the end whether we would have unlocked that badge with our actual presentation yes. and we fell over we didn't unlock the badge that was defined because one of the components of of a, of a good presentation from their point of view was that there would be some laughter and we couldn't really identify a moment where the group had laughed there was people could identify small moments where they'd had a bit of yeah. a giggle to themselves but the group as a whole didn't laugh yeah and so I though I and I was thinking to myself I laughed a lot but I, that reminds me of this <laughs> podcast I mean I'm laughing all the way through at my own jokes and <laughs> we can I, laugh at whatever yeah. whatever goes on inside our heads because we find it entertaining but, but the, the really interesting part of that wasn't that you know we we didn't succeed at unlocking our own badge but actually how much the group wanted to redefine the badge yes, at that they point did. and yeah. how I how I resisted that actually it was a good criteria and just because someone hasn't met it doesn't mean you have to say oh the criteria is wrong they did get value out of the session but the way micro credentialing works in our conception is mm. you just either do or don't get it yes and I thought it was a really powerful uh, demonstration to them of what it means and interestingly because I did another presentation later in the day it was in my mind I wonder if I can find can a couple I of moments to get some humour into this. And I think I did. I think you definitely did. And, and I think that actually that's me experiencing what we say the kids yes. experience, which is this very clear pathway towards developing from where you are. Without, I never, we didn't feel when our colleagues didn't award us the badge that they'd created to assess mm. our work that mm. we'd failed in the presentation. In fact, we know that most of what we did did meet their criteria, but not entirely. Mm. And I love that idea that, no, it was good, but not perfect. Yes. And these are the ways that it could have been better. That's, that's actually a really motivating sphere to sit within when you're trying to improve your performance and it, I, I didn't feel at all distressed by the no, fact we didn't pass. Did, neither did I. It also for me raises another aspect of, of the whole process of writing a credential mm. and how you do have to be so mindful of what the criteria is that you're putting together mm. and so part of this is going to be kind of exploring um, what happens when maybe the criteria is wrong and how you look to revise that and if it mm. does it need revision or not is mm. it just something actually that's missing from um, the students learning and then rather the, than something that shouldn't be there that's right actually that that, that came up in the session as well didn't it because it did. we also showed a student doing a soliloquy we've been banging on a lot about those <laughs> and um English teachers and the English teachers were there were a few in the room and and at the end when we showed the soliloquy we and we'd already shown them the credential um, we asked them if they'd passed the credential and they actually had to go back to, to the see. use of the word and or or, or. and it, it was absolutely crucial as to what yes. which it was in order to determine whether the person unlocked the credential absolutely. if it had to be all three things in that group all three criteria which was to use your voice and your body and the space to communicate ideas, then, then they would not have passed yes, it. Exactly. But if it was any or, one of those, yes. then yeah. And so that, you know, again, that's that's just kind of the minutiae of, of assessment, but it sort of all brings it to life. It does, it makes it real. Really, yeah. it really does spark thought. And um, again, it just highlights the importance of, of, sh like of sharing and collaborating on these mm. things because one person's gonna see something that you don't. Yeah. And that's why. It's so important to work together. We also got a, a question from um, Nina from the Education Hub come through the email. She tends to drop these bombs at, you know, 9am, you know, to the beginning of a working day. Suddenly an email comes through. I look. And I then swipe. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, this one was a good one. It was... General, I'll, I'll paraphrase, but essentially what she was asking was, has the use of the credentials and the way that you've devised them changed the way that we teach? Yes. 
And that was quite an interesting one to respond to because obviously the whole point of this is to change the way we teach. Mm. And at the same time, determining how teaching is changing is not always the easiest thing to do. And when we're talking about shifting locuses of control or feeling empowerment, it just reminds us of how subjective a lot of the goals that we have in education are Mm. and the importance that we need to place on finding measures for some of those things. And so I guess out of that, in in the main, it reminded me that we need to do our baseline testing of student agency soon (laughs) or we're not going to have any data to determine whether we've actually achieved what we wanted to. Yeah, and I think an important part of that initially is actually just going to be developing some kind of a rubric around how we classify agency and thinking mm. and these things in the classroom yep. and we've talked before about videoing some of the um, yep. discussions and interactions we have and got to make those films we've got to, we've got to make yeah. the time for it it feels yeah. like there's no time right now yeah. it feels like everything's kind of converging right. all in one moment but so just at this so moment important. when you have 150 essays oh. and 150 reports to write now we do our baseline testing yeah, this is you know Brilliant. only a massive part of the project thrown yeah. in amongst a massive part of my yeah. workload but that's all right um so i think we might just wrap wrap it up here um we've got another podcast coming on in a few days because we'll get back onto our schedule and so we'll catch you then see you later this was an episode of see me after class with renee and chris my twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net and mine is at renee plunkett too see you next week <laughs>